0: And then the one thing I'll always say to everybody, and this is the, the biggest statement ever, is never sell the car. Sell the need that the car will fill.
1: Thanks for joining us on episode 4 of Paul tv where we have a main man, Ryan Holtz, here in the house. Uh, he is a marketing agency owner automotive industry marketing expert uh, he is an international speaker has a booming podcast where everyone's cool. jumping on that one cool uh, fashion trendsetter always in student time Surprised you're not yeah not today not today featured on global news CTV numerous automotive publications um, and Edmonton Journal too mm-hmm. yeah uh, love what you're up to uh, can you tell us more about Ryan Holtz as a person,
0: and a little more about your agency? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I own a company called Ryan Holtz Marketing, and it's uh, um, an agency, full-service creative agency that uh, services mostly the automotive community and uh, some real estate. Um, try to really take a different spin on um, interactions with clients, interactions with getting new business. Um, I literally do coin this phrase in the sense that I say, I'm not Walmart of, of marketing agency owners, I'm Versace. Um, and what that means to my clients is, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a specific taste. And um, the way I run my business and, and run my agency is very one-to-one, very personalized. Um, and uh, it's turned out so so far, so good. Um, we've never ever, you know, I'm really proud to say we've never ever went out and pitched one piece of business. All the, all the business that we've gotten is Uh, either through online or word of mouth or referral. Um, And yeah, Ryan Holtz is a a proud uh, father, 14 months ago. Um, I'm a husband. I love yoga. I love life. Um, I love kind of poking at people and being really curious in life and uh, living my full self on purpose. I don't uh, ever come to the public or anything that I do half-assed. I don't show only one part of myself. I'm a real dude. And uh, I have a podcast called Ryan Holtz Show and our motto is just real talk. And I think a lot of people say real talk, but they don't actually do real talk, but we actually do real talk. Yeah. I was honored to be on that too. What
1: episode (laughs) was that again?
0: You were on uh, episode, I want to say seven or eight. Um, And man, I really appreciate having you on. I feel like I need to have you on uh, again, just because I'm you know, I'm like, man, I think our productions a lot better now. Yeah uh, there's other questions I would ask. And you know I knew that when we started the podcast it was gonna be kind of a passion project where we're gonna learn a lot as we go as we went. I can really say uh, in terms of being humble um, and kind of a student is some of the guests, all of the guests that we've had on, I walk away like literally becoming a better person. Wow. And uh, the podcast for me has, um, it's impacted me in more ways than I ever would have imagined um, because I've gotten the opportunity to talk to some really cool people. And I think the format that we do allows the people that come on to actually be themselves and right. not come on Real right through like a PR. Yeah, like not, not through some crazy perspective. So do you handpick all your guests? I handpick all my guests. Um, and, you know, we've had now we're at the point where we're getting a lot of guests that are reaching out to us. Like this morning I got five pitches just wow. from people emailing saying I'd love to be a guest on the show. Um, and some people you can tell they want to come on basically just advertising their own company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're right. like, you know, hey, I do this and I really want to talk about why I'm great at this. And I'm like, you know, note to self, if you're going to pitch, if you're going to pitch or you're going to pitch, um, don't start off a pitch by telling me like how you're going to benefit. Right. You have to tell the person you're actually talking to 100%. how they're going to benefit, right? Yes. So, yeah. Cool. So, Why did you start the podcast? It's a- Fun. Uh, start, the, start the podcast because, truth be told, if I, if I wasn't, like, I'm an entrepreneur through and through, but if I wasn't um, a company owner, one of my passions is, is broadcasting. Right. Um, I would have literally loved to go into radio uh, as a host. I would have loved to go into TV as an anchor. Um, but with traditional media comes a lot of formatting. Um, you know, I, I kind of ventured down that path a little bit, and I, you know, talked to some producers and things like that. Probably could have made it happen, but what I didn't like was... TV and television, it's not real talk. It's completely formatted, um, filtered. it's so filtered, they tell you what to say, what to wear, how to be, who to say it, you're going through publicists. by the time the real talk you know, goes through all the pipelines, it's now not real talk. Yeah. And that's also the real reason why traditional media is going down the tube. And I mean, this yeah. is why you're seeing multiple radio stations, TV stations under one roof, um, because we're in two thousand eighteen and the people are the media. If you have a sorry, nice. I'm using my cell phone there, but if you got a, if you got one of the cell phones, you are a media company. Straight up. And this media is what I love company.
1: about right now, right? We're shooting a show, we're going we're on live, you know. Mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, there's no way we could be live to millions of people. You know like that's kind of idea? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, without going through the whole process, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, tell us what Ryan Holtz is a speaker. You've been doing a lot of international speaking. Yeah, you just got back from Mexico. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, about that and what you
0: speak about yeah i went down to cancun uh, mexico uh uh and a uh, auto finance company brought me in to do uh one of their keynotes for uh, a group of their uh, diamond dealers and um what's it, a diamond dealer diamond dealer in the automotive sector is uh, just some you know basically like an upper echelon of dealers who are i mean for their business it's basically who's financing the most amount of car deals <laughs> through the bank and basically yeah. brought them down and as a show of appreciation, they treat them, they wine and dine them and do all that, but then they also want to give an educational component to it. So um, I was brought down to Cancun and, um, you know, I I like speaking, but what's so funny is that I got into the speaking stuff completely by accident and how it all happened was because I was, you know, putting out content and, you know, have a really good presence online and you know really try to be a craft but be unique and be different in what I do I think that really got the attention of a lot of people that said you know what I'd like to have this guy come speak to the, speak to a, speak to our audience I can also tell you that when I first started speaking man I was nervous it's, it's not easy when speaking. was your first gig? I could never do it. Oh, I, I, one of my first speaking gigs in front of a large crowd was actually at the Wynn in Las Vegas so, oh, wow. it was uh, not, uh, and you know, I like to show vulnerability and I'm a real dude. I think it was a speech that I went in trying to make up my speech and my talk as though what I figured that people would want to hear and that was probably the worst thing I could ever do. Right. Um, to the audience, I don't think I butchered the, the, the talk. To me, I completely failed the talk. It's still uh, a talk that I, I talk about to this day. And people are like, man, that's really cool. I'm like, but I butchered it. And people are like, but no, no, it turned out good. I'm like, it wasn't my good. It wasn't actually Ryan Holtz talking. It was Ryan Holtz that thinks whatever you want. Yes. And, you know, when people are kind of diving into the speaking adventure, if if that's kind of a path that you want to go down, I, I just want to caution people. Be yourself. Do not make your presentation as though what other people want to hear. Make sure that there's also always nuggets of value, but be you, true and true. Right, and that's what they're hiring. That's why they picked you in the first place. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so yeah, Cancun. I've spoken all over the place. Uh, I think last year was four or five countries, at least you know, twelve to fifteen cities um, and provinces. You name it. Man, I've been in the Toronto Airport in 2016. I was in the Toronto Airport like 29 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it just kind of goes to show, right? And most, that was fun.
1: Most interesting, like a uh, crowd or or you know,
0: gig. Um, you know what's funny? I actually one of my favorite speaking uh, gigs was actually a wedding I did as an MC, a hired professional MC, and it kind of like brought me back to like the days of like the wedding crashers and things like that. I you know anybody there? Or um, I didn't know anybody there. It was actually for a, a nice couple, and it was a really small event. Um, and I. It was kind of weird because I came in wearing a salmon jacket. And this is kind of like a small town. So everybody's yeah. like really conservative. And I got this like black dude that rolls in. It's like all all Caucasian wedding. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be your MC. And I opened up the wedding by basically saying like, yo, I'm Morgan's brother. That was adopted about, you know, you just never heard of me, but right. I'm coming back to emcee. And it was like, it was really down to earth. It was really fun. And, you know, MCing weddings that you actually know nobody at and you're getting hired to do, you're almost like a... A fake imposter family or something like that right. so anyways but well, you can do whatever you want it's a it's, it's fun. fun yeah yeah it's fun because a lot of people I think on you know within their bridal parties and stuff just didn't like to get up in public speak and you know I can attest that as I speak now um, I did not realize how afraid uh, you know people are public speaking yeah. and people say all the time like do you get nervous about speaking and I'm like absolutely man absolutely like you know, sometimes I'll even wear black. So I'm like, man, if I start sweating, I gotta wear an undershirt because <laughs> it's it's not it's not easy, you know. Um, but one thing that comforts me, um, and actually, he, one of my guests said it best. Uh, the most recent guest I had, which is Jason Maiden um, from Nike, is he said, "I'm never going to self-delve myself based on the opinions of another man or woman because he said in life to think that." You're somebody that's better than anybody else is wrong in the sense that you're going to die one day. Everybody in this room filming is going to die one day. And to actually think, to, to like, you're as temporary as I am. So next time you go speak, Eric, I think my challenge to Eric in 2018 is to do some speaking. When you look at that audience, always know that they're just as temporary as you are. And right. I think that would actually calm your I've been asked, but I'm just
1: like, I'm not ready to just jump into that yet. Do it. I'll do that's the only that's, that's,
0: No, that's the thing. more of these shows, the, you know, and, then, and we'll get there. <laughs> that's the only way yeah. you can. Make sure everybody on Instagram live, heart it up, please. I want to <laughs> see some hearts to the video there. We're having fun, but uh, <laughs> Eric, I mean, uh, your question, man. Yeah. Um, we're both here to talk. Well,
1: we talk about business and branding and marketing. That's my show. Um, and you're a big marketing guy. Yep. What is the next big wave of marketing? 2018, 2019, whatever it may be. Maybe an app platform, whatever. Like what? You know what, what I you think
0: is you Mark Zuckerberg know, just posted something on his profile. I don't know if it was uh, today or yesterday or in the last few days. And he basically said uh, it's just kind of like a I call it like a I call it like a, a PSA a public service announcement where he said you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our community on Facebook and basically they're tired of seeing so many ads and he said the whole core and principle of Facebook is to really create that one-to-one community and to go back to the whole friend mentality. So if I'm a business owner right now and I'm predicting what Facebook's algorithm is going to be doing in the next six to twelve months is even if you have a million dollars and you want to spend a whole million dollars on Facebook. You're not gonna be able to. You're gonna, the the cost of entry into even advertising on Facebook, even though I love Facebook, is gonna become harder. Meaning, can you advertise on Facebook and be successful? 100%, I think it's actually gonna get better. However, you need to make sure that whatever you're advertising is strategic, is not going to be annoying, is going to be valuable, is going to be the pieces of content that actually people wanna see. Because Mark Zuckerberg, what he said basically through that message is, We're going to like get that algorithm down even more. We want to make sure that if Eric does not want to see golf clubs, we are not showing you golf clubs. And if I can give an example, I'm a big analogy guy, but if Eric's here, Facebook's here, and the business is here, the business has to advertise through Facebook. Facebook's the conduit to get to Eric. I need to make sure as a business owner, let's say I have $100,000 every two months to spend on advertising. Why would I want you know, 40,000 to go to some bonehead over here that's not even in the market for my product. Right. So it's going to help out the advertiser and the company because Facebook's going to save you from yourself in the sense of... Reaching well, the wrong they, audience. Yeah, you reaching the wrong audience. Okay. Eric is going to be much more happier because he's actually seeing ads of things that he's actually wanting and right. actually, you know, in the market for. Facebook's loving because they're still making money but still appeasing the whole fundamental that Facebook was born yeah. on which was, you know, college room dormitory, like, yo, we're just homies, right? Right. So, uh, next big wave. Um, I think marketing and advertising is getting to a place, and I'm sorry, you you can't buy it. You cannot buy it. I literally, um, I'm always reaching for my phone, but organic is the way to go. And I'm gonna give everybody uh, a nice Instagram hack right now. If you have an Instagram profile and you are a company, if that Instagram profile has not been switched to a business profile on Instagram, go to the wheel settings, switch it down to the business profile, and make sure that it's a business profile now when we all know that highlights came out on the new instagram right Right. so you can see people's highlights people are treating highlights as though it's like an actual highlight if you go to at ryan one on instagram you're going to see my highlights are titled clearly defined food fam family foodie family love your fab picks by the way yeah thank you (laughs) lifestyle and then services right this has been a b2b play last week alone I got about six hardcore leads of other businesses that were on Facebook that said, Yo, Ryan, man, I I know you own a marketing company, but I just didn't think about it. I was going through your highlights and I didn't even know you offered these services. Right. Huge hack. Categorize what people are. Categorize pursuing. your highlights and make sure that the highlights are like, you know, if it's gonna be family photos, like people often will kind of come at me and say, Ryan, man, you you're Ryan Holtz one. Now I do have a Holtz marketing and I got a Ryan Holtz podcast handle. I just I like the Ryan Holt Show podcast handle because I feel like, okay, we can put out some stuff there. I haven't even posted on my Holt's marketing because I built my whole business on the premise of my funnel is always at the top, meaning you're going to say, who is this crazy guy? Like what he's putting out. Let's dive into him. What does he do? And then you're going to be like, yo, Ryan, like, do you do that? And that's how I've gotten all my business. And I clients have told me, and this also is a crux, Ryan, we do business with you because we actually feel like we're talking to you. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, I've also, you know, when you lose clients or something happens, they feel like you've established that personal relationship. So people always say, how do you, you know, that professional and personal, how do you keep a line? And, you know, that's one thing I will caution people over, but uh, Instagram highlights and Instagram, uh, for me, if you're in 2018 right now, Instagram has 30 times the engagement rate of Facebook. If I post a picture right now, and even with the new algorithm that Instagram came out, it's still far better. But we know that at some point you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah. Right now it's free. So, here's what I do every day on Instagram. I go to 10 random people who follow me. I look at their grid. I comment on 3 of their pictures. I then send them a direct message and say, "Thank you so much for following. Just want to send you some love." It's work. Yep. But man, my engagement it's real. There you go. Real talk? Yeah. So, anyways, moral story be you,
1: be organic, be real, absolutely. put on great content, and that's absolutely. the best advertising.
0: Absolutely, 100%. absolutely,
1: And that's why we do things like this, like this show. You know, it's for our audience, for absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I was going to ask you, so what medium do you like? Uh, Facebook, podcast, LinkedIn, Instagram? You know what, I really see you heavy in LinkedIn too. Yeah. Comment, post, put awesome posts out there. People, yeah. People are loving it. I see the comments, right? Yeah. What do you like on all of them? Are they all the same? Do you have to be
0: everywhere, you know? That's a, you know, that question is Fundamentally, do you have to be on every platform? That question is very 2013 in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The reason is it's 2013 in terms of the cynicism that, and, you know, and kind of the introspection that we should take to it. It's very, very apparent today. And I always tell people if you're kind of getting into the social media or you're trying to um, be successful, definitely don't come in and try to be successful at five. Um, start one. LinkedIn is something that I've definitely taken a little bit more serious. Um, probably literally in the last maybe three, four months um, because my LinkedIn, and shame on me, was sitting there and basically I was just posting. Right, right. And that was already against my own rules where I always say in social media, don't, like I never ever just post, you never just post. Like I don't want to be a broadcaster in the sense that I'm you know firing information at everybody expecting them to listen. Why should they have to listen, right? Um, LinkedIn is huge for B2B, but I want to say a few things here. Um, number one and maybe it's gonna be number one two and three is if you are audacious you can't swear on the show can you? you 100% can if you're gonna be an audacious <laughs> bastard to actually think that people have the time to view and like your shit you are an egotistical asshole egos the enemy what I mean by this is people their time is so valuable and in marketing it's kind of like Gary V says, we day trade people's attention. Right. Attention is the key and it is the goal. But podcasting, I love podcasting and it's weird because I, you know, I was gonna do the YouTube channel hard, didn't do that. Gonna do the email newsletter hard, okay, 2% open rate. Does email still work? Sure, it might still work, you know, for some certain situations, but whatever. The podcast I love because you know what, Eric? I feel that if you want to listen to the Ryan Holt Show podcast, I don't have to throw it down your face. You can choose when you want to hear it, you can choose if you want to hear it and you can passively consume. Right. And passive consumption, I think in 2018, for any company or person or anything that's trying to get a little bit of attention, I think that whatever content you put out, you need to find the medium that will allow your end consumer to view it, to enjoy it, when they want, how they want, and it's all about them. LinkedIn, love LinkedIn, great B2B, podcast, passive consumption. Um, People wanna save time. I love podcasts They want driving. They right, wanna save time they want to save time but yeah what, what do you think about the world only showing and this is my you know what the new you know what the new wave is not just marketing the new wave in 2018 2019 in my opinion is going to be um vulnerability and showing the world more full self it's uh even jason mann from nike he, he said it really good and i want you to listen to this episode because he's a wordsmith but he says be your full true self on purpose you know and um, he said, it's interesting, people will go to school, yeah. that's your way of thinking, right? Go to kindergarten to grade 12. I just had Natalia Chai, who's an um, Asian R&B singer, pharmacist, and it was amazing, because she talked about a lot of the pressures in Asian culture from parents um, at a young age to you know, go to school, become a doctor, pharmacist, do all these things. I had a lot of Asian people who were like, I'm a pharmacist <laughs> too! Literally chime in and talk about passion. Right. But what was amazing is, no matter how far we go in life and we start here, even if we, you know, are good boys and good girls or good whatever, we come in, we go to school, we, we're told to go to post-secondary, right. get a degree, and that's the way that sets you free. If you're uh, coming, if you're a cultured family or your parents have immigrated over, education has always been a, 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 a really key of success yeah. and a key of breaking out and, and breaking into the world. Entrepreneurship, fifteen years ago, startups, it was not sexy, man. We never talked about that. Now. You're seeing a lot of people in the world today who literally went to med school, so now I'm a cardiologist, I went to like post-secondary for like 10 years, Yeah. and not to mention the financial investment that goes into that, is now coming on and saying, maybe that's not really my passion. So you're starting to see a lot of people kind of peek up and say, my God, you're talking about somebody in Singapore, because our world now, in my opinion, is not big. It's very small, because technology has connected everybody. What is your opinion of people now saying, I can't just live my everyday life as only half of myself? I want to show my full self. Instagram, why I show my uh, my family, and yes, I, I I'm cautious on how much I show, and you're not going to see a lot of shots of my home and things like that because my profile is open, and you know my my son is the utmost, and you know I still think of security yeah. and things like that, but um, I don't want to always show Ryan in the great light. I showed a picture the other day of us just waking up in the morning, hadn't brushed our teeth, hadn't had a shower, my wife and my son and my my dog Umzi, we're yeah. just chilling. Yeah. And man, people, like, they send messages and I'm like, Ryan, I just, I love how real that is. What's your opinion of that? I love that. The posts that engage the most
1: for me um, are the ones I speak about the challenges that go into everyday life being here, mm. right? Or whatever I'm going through in my life. Mm. And I'll speak about it a bit and people will comment on that. And mm. that's the most engaging, right? Mm-hmm. So I think people, especially with Instagram and the bloggers and everything that's out there, they just shine that light on the good side of things, but it's they absolutely. don't show their real side of things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think people actually want to see the journey and that's what they're interested in, right? It's almost like the, you know, reality TV thing and they want to learn along the way and they want to see what the struggles are. And they may, a lot of people are watching like so the 90% 10% ratio and they might go through the same challenges and struggles but don't reach out to anybody and ask mm. them. So when they read about it, it's something they take away, you know, and I think
0: that's really important. One thing, one thing I want to bring up too is, you know, recently I have spoken at quite a few schools and I speak about mental health um, uh, bullying, online right. bullying, and suicide, and to see kids that are in junior high, you know, you know, grade seven, one child to kill themselves is like one too many. And one thing that I feel is is on like me as a person, as a responsibility, is if I don't show my true self. Like for instance, right, a vulnerable thing for me is at thirteen, my mom passed away. You know, my mom was a single mom, and I carried my mom's dead body in my hands okay that was a traumatic moment for me now people would have said well geez Ryan like what the hell happened after that I could have been became a drug dealer I knew all these I, you know I have friends that meant they were deceased a long time ago so we if we grew up you know went to school in high school we've all known some people who went down shady lane and, you know but you try to keep yourself you know out of the mix of that but if I didn't tell my truth how could you actually have any kind of like respect and 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 feel any credibility from me and I feel that now, especially when we're given phone and technology, it's, it's our responsibility as individuals to always show our truth. And if somebody says, like, even for me, if a client says, Ryan, you're wearing Nike Air Maxes and we feel this is not good and we can't do business with you, fuck you. Yeah. If you can't do business with me because of certain things like that, then probably not a client I want anyway. And I've recently kind of came out of the gate and said, I'm not going to do suit and tie all the time. I'm gonna start throwing some different mix into yeah. it and see how the perception comes in. Almost like that. It was kind of your branding in a sense too, right? Well people change and Well, you. Well and and, well, 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 and, yeah. and 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 now it's to the point that I'm like, no, I gotta be a little real and have a little bit of fun. But I, I'm I'm really trying to gauge people. All my all my conversations and interactions with people now are very, very on purpose and they're very, very in-depth. And I feel right. like this is now my way of really filtering out Who's crap and who's not? Because if Eric Chang doesn't tell all of Eric Chang, man, there's some kids in Singapore or China or wherever that would say, "Holy crap! I relate to that guy because I've been through that too." Right. And we've all been through some stuff. So, what's your thoughts on that? I man? think the more
1: you've been through, the more you can help others go through that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that's really key. Mm. I want to chat about the automotive sure. here a little bit, right? Sure. Uh, you're automotive marketing experts and for those guys who are tuning in for that sure. too. Sure. Or sure. Yours, sure. In general. Sure. And for myself, sure. what, do you, what do you feel the biggest gap is, and I know you, you, you teach a lot on marketing, what do you feel the biggest gap is for dealerships or even the salespeople like, you know, in, in that world? The
0: automotive industry is tricky, and it's uh, pickly and kind of interesting in a sense because you have the manufacturer, and then you have the dealer, and then you have the consumer. The gap between the manufacturer, the dealer, and the consumer is actually quite, quite large. Um, for being an industry that's obviously mega bucks, um, because if you look on the road, look how many cars are out there right now, um, the industry, in my opinion, it needs a lot, it needs a lot more refining. But if you go into the history of automotive, you know, and you find out how you know a lot of dealerships are owned through succession, you have big groups like Go Auto Auto Canada that are buying up a lot of the market share in certain provinces and things like that. You know, leads to the question: Is that good for the consumer? Because if I'm auto dealer A and I screw you on a deal. And then you go to auto dealer B, but it's owned by the same person. Right. Don't know if that's the best. However, um, dealers I think are coming a long way. I think that you know salespeople instead of having maybe thirty, you know, forty salespeople on a floor at a larger dealership, you're going to you're seeing that number now chopped in half because the salespeople are starting to use things like Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat to market themselves and go direct to the consumer. Right. I think you have to be cautious on that too. Um, because you do have something Amvic, which basically governs the advertising and the messaging that's going on in the consumer in Alberta, Amvic in Ontario. However, um, I feel like like there's a lot of ego inside of uh, the auto community and dealerships. Um, And I think that uh, for me, the um, curated group of dealers that I work with, and I say curated as a very, very big word because um, there's a lot of dealerships I would never work with and I don't work with and I've rejected to work with. Um, but the dealers that I do work with, they are all on the same page in the sense that they want to figure out how to expedite the buying and selling process. Right. They want to figure out how to give better customer service. They want to make sure that when you bring that car back in for service, that the level of service that you're getting is absolutely amazing. And they run their company like a business, you know? Um, automotive, uh, for years, I think has had a lot of shade on it because it's, you know, kind of used car salesman yeah. uh, type of vibe that's put out. but. Um, I was fortunate enough when I did work at a dealership to start at, you know, Zender Ford, which, I mean, Chad and his family over there, they're first class. And it's, you know, still to this day, I walk around, like, when I go into a dealership, I'm like, holy crap, like, I I think I didn't, I I did understand the opportunity that I had, but man, I mean, I have so much respect for a well-run establishment, because I've seen others that are just, you know, it's it's chaotic, right? I think automotive is a great industry, um, but just like I tell anybody in business, even though that's my niche, I very seldom pull any good ideas from there. I'm always looking at other industries right. so that I can have a direct impact in that industry.
1: I want to talk about salespeople yeah. for a second, now. Yeah. and there's where that bad rep comes in, Sure. Sleazy, you know, whatever the yeah. case is, right? Yeah. But what separates the 1% top sales, there's so many salespeople, there's going to be that 1% who are just amazing yeah. and make the big bucks, Yeah. You know, it's the, yeah. It comes, you know the perks with yeah. that. What separates that 1% from everybody else on the floor?
0: Uh, they work their face off. You know, they work their ass off. They um, they show up. They I mean, they work in the sense of, uh, first of all, the number one salespeople are the top salespeople that I've met are the most empathetic and humble. Right. If somebody talks too much, and they're a salesperson, I don't want to generalize, but I want to say, do your homework because the top salespeople that I've seen in in auto and in real estate very very humble individuals because. They're constantly trying to learn. They're constantly trying to get product knowledge. They are focusing on the tools that they have, which is Facebook, Twitter, or social media. They are constantly opening themselves up to be subject to advice and criticism. Constant dialogue with their customer to ask, how was my service? How could I be better? Um, They're constant students. They're just constantly trying to get better. Yes, they're putting in the hours. The car business to be successful is not an easy industry uh, to be in, very competitive. Um, and I mean, look, look how many car dealerships there are out there. Like you have a choice. Um, but you're competing internally. Absolutely. Uh, where you do see on the floor, the the biggest mishap is you do still have some, you know, uh, if we'll call OGs, you got some OGs that are still like, yo, Mm -hmm. this digital stuff. I'm like, I'm not feeling this right right now. Um, and you still got some young heads that a lot of young heads are like, they're not doing anything with the digital social media for me and digital. I love it. But I also, I'm in a, a, a bad marriage with it in the sense that I feel that it's uh, it's taking over your life. right? And I think it's a slippery slope between letting that phone take over your life and actually living life, mm. okay? So I guess to wrap that one up is sure. putting the time, putting the effort, give as much
1: real value to the customer, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. trying to snake the
0: deal. Yeah, know That's your it, right? craft. And then the one thing I'll always say to everybody, and this is the, the biggest statement ever is, Never sell the car, sell the need that the car will fill. Meaning, I'm a mom, there I'm is. a soccer mom, <laughs> okay, or I'm a dad. Yeah. Whatever issue I have, find the right product for me. So many people put up a picture of a front grill of a car. Dealerships, manufacturers, front left side of the vehicle. How go on right. Facebook right now, front left side Everywhere. of the vehicle. I don't give a shit about the vehicle. Yeah. I've seen what a 2000 blah, blah, BMW looks. I've seen what a toilet, I've seen, I know I can visualize it. Put up something that associates my problem with that solution. Right. Oh, yeah. Creative, <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's yeah. marketing.
0: If everybody puts up the same damn thing, it's the same damn thing. Yeah. Garbage. Cool. You help consumers. Mm. I,
1: think, I think I read on your site that uh, you help consumers sometimes negotiate the best deal with the. Is that true?
0: Yeah. So i have So I have a lot of. It's interesting because sometimes when people will Google car dealerships, like I come up a lot on Google, and I've had numerous car buyers actually message me yeah. and say, I would love for you like your your guidance on how to buy a vehicle. I'm not a sale. I'm not a licensed salespeople. To, licensed salesperson in Alberta to sell a vehicle. But I am definitely within my rights to give advice in terms right. of, and I tell them mm-hmm. literally things like this shop around, look at reviews, okay? Don't look at reviews just from the dealers, look at independent reviews. I always encourage them, please put it on your Facebook. I'm thinking about buying XYZ vehicles. It's gonna be once or someone on there oh, has, some, has some sort of experience. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. Yeah. Take your time, you know? And I tell them, I'm like, listen, you have your budget, you have your problem. What's the solution? Pros and cons. Be very educated into what you want. Because I said, listen, I know sometimes, and dealers are really good at this, selling based on emotion. Mental ownership through digital. However, when you buy a vehicle and you know your budget's this, I always try to educate them on the financial impact. Because like even, you know, we we talk, one of my dealer clients, for instance, we had a guy that came from a different dealer. And he said, I said, why did you switch dealers? Like, you're doing good over there. Mm -hmm. And he said, I didn't feel ethical because he said, for instance, we had a, like a single mom come in, three kids, you know, making ends meet, just trying to get by, and we put her into a loan that's terrible. The vehicle, like she's buried in it. Right. I tell people, don't worry about the car, make sure you can afford it. One question out there, I tell everybody right now, if you go into a dealership, they'll ask you, what payment do you want to be at per month? Please write this down in your show notes. What payment do you want to be at per month? The biggest question ever, $500. So they always do the, the white paper, flip it over, do the circle. $500 per month, Eric, you can afford 500? Okay, I'm gonna go work really hard for you with my manager. Okay, go to manager, come back. That's a tactic. back in, and forth. In that $500, now let's say you paid your your, your car loan 12 months. 500 times 12 months, six grand, right? You're like, geez, I bought the car, it was like 25,000. How come there's a thousand only off? Let's assume you did a 0% finance. Or even a 0.1 or a 1.1, whatever they got going on. In that $500, there, $50 is pro-pack, $50 warranty. Out of that $500 per month, sorry, how you're, much going you're maybe going to have $200 going to that principal. Right. When I tell consumers, I tell consumers and they go to the dealership, how much is the vehicle? How much is the vehicle? Okay, cool. What's the interest rate? Please, for the love of God, if you do not know how to work out an interest rate, on a $29,000 vehicle over the course of the loan, maybe a 60 month loan, whatever it is, call up a friend who's a math person and get them to figure out the calculation. And you should be there. That's it, it's very simple. Yeah. But when they go in that dealership, what happens, the consumers, they usually, oh, I wanted this model. Now they're showing you the wheels, yeah. lose, the tires. Here's where I see they
1: lose. Yeah. That person finds that out one you're in. Now they tell 10 people about that bad situation. Yeah, And then, you know, that's it. And not even that, they put it on social media. Yeah thousands of people instantly right yeah
0: I'm sure you have friends on I'm sure you know people who've been displeased with their process yeah. with the you know when they went and bought a vehicle that aren't happy it's still happening in droves I mean I'm not gonna I mean on the upper side there's also a lot of great car dealerships out there and you know I'm not gonna name names but you know do your homework because I can tell you right now in Edmonton It's very drastic where you'll see like a dealer where I'm like, I would never buy a car there. And then I I know another dealer where I'm like, I would love to buy a car there. And I would love to buy a car there. And I tell consumers this first and foremost, at some point that dealership, that car you buy is gonna need to be serviced. You need to make sure you like the dealership. Yes, you can go to another dealership, but try to buy it from a dealership you'd actually see yourself taking your car to get right. service to. A great service department, they'll come out, they'll tell you what the problem is, be very forthright. They're not going to try to overcharge you on hours in the stall. They're going to educate you on what's going on with your vehicle. And yes, service advisors upsell all the time. You go in for like a wheel alignment. Yeah. Eric, your wheels got 50%. You know, the yeah. alternator, hey. You know, little things like that. But a good advisor will always educate you. Tell you the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, Education is key. What
1: we talk about cars, lots. What's your dream car? Any
0: car, anything. Here's the funny thing. What, 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 what would it be? Here's the funny thing. I could care less about cars. Right. I'm, not a, I'm not a gearhead at all. Yeah. I, I I don't even. I don't. I don't. I don't care for cars. I mean, I'm a business guy. I'm a finance guy. The worst investment I could ever buy is a vehicle. Right. You know this. I like putting my money in real estate. I love real estate and stocks. However, I'm a BMW guy. I love BMW. <laughs> I do love BMW. Yeah, I'm a BMW dude. I. I um, recently bought a cargo box at the top of my X5 and my car is all blacked out, I like my black rims and my black tint with my beige interior. Um, I've always loved BMW, I had an X3 before, Um, they've treated me really well. Um, another fun fact about me, I never buy my vehicles new, ever, ever. Never buy them new, ever, so would ever. Would say that is a piece of advice you get uh, out there? I, uh, with a huge disclaimer of I'm not responsible for your purchase, meaning yeah. um, if you're buying a used vehicle, God, you need to do more research, okay? But I obviously have the privy of knowing really cool people in the industry, so I mean, I kind of know what I'm getting. Um, but. I do tell people on a financial way, for me, my whole thing is I don't buy, I buy a vehicle that's always two, three years old. Meaning, if I wanted to, you know, 2018 BMW comes out, I'll go get a 2015, 16, right. because I can get a lot of vehicle and that, like I'll let somebody else take the bad investment on the depreciation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people debate, right? I buy my vehicles cash. I, I don't I do not do the loan on that. A lot of dealers will tell you, yo, dude, that's stupid. Why would you buy cash? But I feel like if I can get a good enough deal, I just don't like that payment per month, Right. okay? So. Cool.
1: You're in the mountains half the time, you mentioned yep. earlier about yep. uh, Not everyone I know does that, so like, tell me about that, like you have a home here, you have a home there, you love being in the mountains, is it a good getaway from your everyday life?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Batman when he goes and hides, you know, yeah. he's got his thing. I mean, I, um, Ryan Holt Show podcast is based in, in, in British Columbia. I mean, we got a studio set up and everything there at the house, and um, you know, Fairmont is something that I was introduced to actually through my wife. Um, when I first met her and we went out there and um, just decided like we really loved the place it started out you know we'd go out every few months and then we're there five days a month and then five days a month was ten days a month and then we said you know we're gonna make the switch and, and do two weeks and uh, we love it obviously you know and she's a business owner too but we have the flexibility in our schedules to do that um, and I think you know the biggest thing I want to encourage everybody is people talk about retirement all the time and investment and RSPs and you know, savings accounts, so high interest that One ones? day
1: when they're 65, 70. I'm not, I'm not
0: actually hoping for that day. Yeah. The only day, I'm not egotistical enough to think that I'm going to live long in the sense that the only day I'm really guaranteed, like people say, like, what part of your life did you like the most? You know, Jason, again, on my episode, he he enlightened me, but he said, I asked him, did you enjoy, this guy literally, and this is a fun story, he went, he got his mom at like 12 or 13 or 14 or something like that to go into Foot Locker and he would write 120 sketches of the shoes. Right which is our, our guy there, the, the first guy that you mentioned. but And that, and then he would, that's how he got in. I mean, what 19-year-old, what first colored person in Nike, under Air Jordan, gets mentored by him? Mm-hmm. That's work. However, going back into the, the mix of it, um, Fairmont, kind of sliding through to, to retirement, I never wanted to live a life right now that I was actually waiting to retire. Say that out loud. I'm living a life now that I'm actually looking forward to retirement kind of means you don't like your life right now right that's really not smart like so when i hear people i'm going to retire at 65 first of all if i never do any work what would i do i can only go travel but the world I, I, so like, much.
1: I like that balance people are like i'm waiting 65 to do this crazy adventurous trip and hike xyz mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. how do you know you
0: could do that at 65 if you know like, you know you never know right I, so it's like i tell people balance Go And this is a huge topic, but we have the Cross Cancer Society, one of the best, finest medical places, you know, in probably the world, in North America. Mm-hmm. Go talk to a patient who, who has cancer when they're 41 and ask them what they were planning to do when they're 65. And now they're actually thinking, not really going to make it there. Yeah. Man! I mean... And come on, you got. I know you're spiritual in some aspects. Where you, man, the value of life is today. And I'm not saying be irresponsible and make decisions and go spend all crazy money and yeah. not not plan for tomorrow. But don't be egotistical about tomorrow and think that you're guaranteed that. Really live in today. People's time is of the utmost asset that they have. When I come and speak to you today, that you know you're taking my time. I'm taking your time. I have a straight up respect for your time. Straight up, when people talk to me or you know, comment or on my photo or do this. I think people think, oh, I'm just like Ryan, man, no, I don't think you should, I, Like uh, the fact that one person's willing to even interact with me, Yeah, I'm blessed.
1: Cool, so to wrap up. Yes. Uh, as we're talking marketing, branding, yes. you know, business, what is one huge piece of advice to give to the audience out there, business, personal, whatever it may be, that you'd say, I know, you know, no doubt, it's very critical to build your personal brand also. Yeah. What yeah. would that
0: piece of advice be to do that? Um. <clears throat> tell your truth, uh, plain and simple. Just tell your truth. Um, your truth is coming. It's coming. It's going to be unleashed. I mean, it. The more and more this social media beast heads on, because you, you know, if you're if you're claiming things that didn't happen, if you're trying to you know uh, follow and unfollow, follow and like, like and like, like for like, follow and follow, do all this crap. I mean, you're you're going to be put on blast. It's gonna it's gonna happen really quick. Um. The truth is the only thing that sets you free. Um, taking that uh, concept of, of showing your truth and then actually putting it into something tactful, once you have your truth, just be yourself on Instagram, be yourself on Snapchat. I tell people, people always want you know, best practices and like percentage-wise, you know, for instance, my company, when I talk about marketing, uh, I very seldomly talk about the fact that I'm even on a marketing company. So, I mean, I would say it's 80% Ryan in life, 20% business. And usually when I talk about business, it's not a direct ask, it's some sort of piece of content that I feel would help you out a bit. Um, I think that people can use all their social channels. I think if you're somebody who's a writer, and this is something I will, here's my weakness right now, everybody. If you're watching and you're a fantastic writer, send me a DM on Instagram, you help a brother out. Because writing for me, I, I, I have great ideas, but as a copywriter, I respect somebody so much that can actually translate thoughts and make love to words and for me if you're a writer right now and you're not blogging or you're not writing short little stories on facebook you're crazy so if you're a writer you have a talent if you're somebody that's remotely gifted with gab see you instagram live if you're remotely something that somebody that's gifted with gab man podcasting yeah you know not to and i don't want to see everybody start up a podcast but You know, take what you have and hedge your bet on that because some people say, like, even Eric, you know, oh, I'm not really comfortable speaking, but, man, look at all your other talents. So look at what you're talented. I would pursue that. Confidence builds, obviously. Right. And then figure out which platform's best. If you're a photographer, Instagram. If you're somebody who knows how to write catchy taglines, you're a Facebook dream, but you're also an Instagram dream. If you're somebody that loves, like, you can just make a story out of like this room and make it really cool. Instagram stories, Snapchat, Facebook stories. It, it's a creator's day and age and by creating- Double down on your own talent. Double down on, on your the talent. Yeah. Double down, double down, right. triple down. So try not to, I think a lot of people try to meet other people out there. Oh, right. So. How many people have you met where you've seen them online and you meet them and they're like quiet as quiet could be? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And I like that about you, you're transparent and we should, that's a huge topic. I mean, when I meet Eric, Offline, Eric is exactly the same offline as I would expect him online. You are very much you. And I mean I respect that. And I think that people out there that are trying to give a different persona, well what happens when you actually gotta meet one day? Yeah. It's gonna be awkward.
1: True. Cool. So we'll wrap uh, it up
0: here. You're a busy guy and Yeah, man. And, I appreciate uh, that. We gotta do this
1: again though. Absolutely. And we gotta do a podcast again. Absolutely. yeah
0: We'd love to. We can do a 12TV and Reinhold Show Podcast okay, all right. in the same room. Where does the audience find you? I think they want to find the podcast. Uh, uh, podcast is uh, just go to uh, Reinholds.ca forward slash podcast or just you know Google Play, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Reinhold Show Podcast, um, and at Reinholds1 on any platform. Uh, I'm easy to find. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Coolio, man. Appreciate Thanks that. So much, man. Appreciate Thanks. that. Thanks so much Boom, so Bezzo. Get it. Another year. Get it. Another year. Get better. Let the tears get shed. The sweat ain't coming with the music though. Speakin' with my feelings in it when nowhere near regrettin' it. And what I smokin' right is therapeutic and she wanna leave cause she require my mind. I'm focused on success and that requires my time.